0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Holy cow, these Olympics are going to be a complete and total disaster. Just a disaster. Every day, something new is coming out about people not attending. You already have people in the Olympic Village who have covid It's, this is like five days away and no one cares and expect nothing but misery, but there's a story here and the story here is what goes forward from this because the Olympics is more than just sporting events. The Olympics is supposed to represent something about us and a common humanity. But that is being ripped away. And what is being left is an opportunity for people who do not share our common humanity to have full control of games that are solely and only exclusively interested in benefiting themselves and profiting for themselves as opposed to the concept of the games as a whole. They certainly are not interested in what the host city is trying to accomplish. As those costs continue to go up, So you need somebody who's willing to front the cost, deal with all that, don't care if they make money because they want to set themselves up on a world stage somehow as a player, and this is how they're going to do it. This is the story about how China is the only nation left that can even begin to care about the Olympics and how everybody else is going to walk the other way. Now, I could be wrong, but follow me on the logic. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. And then, of course, TonyKatz.com. That's how you get to everything. The Olympics cost too much. The Olympics are too much money for any city within a nation to deal with. You're paying hundreds of millions if not into the billions of dollars between getting the games, building out the infrastructure necessary for the games, things like the Olympic Village, the security for the games, never mind the fact that NBC is dropping real coin on being able to broadcast those games. Those games are supposed to show us the best of the best. Competing at a a, a height of capability that we are supposed to marvel at. And when done right, we do. And then you sometimes get the David and Goliath. And sometimes you get the record setters. And you get these moments and then you, 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 you know their names. It's very cool. Sometimes you get the 1980 U.S. men's hockey team. I mean... Sometimes you do. These things are the moments. For the cities that host them, they're trying to get on the world stage and get noticed. They may lose money at the beginning, but their belief is over time they'll collect it back as people learn about them, know about them, and grow. And they'll come visit, and it'll be vacations or whatever the case may be. Getting on that world stage matters. This is why China has tried so desperately to get olympic games because they want to be on the world stage look at us we're just like you america we're just like you japan we're just like you whole of europe oh yeah we're just a normal everyday country but they're not a normal everyday country now are they they're an authoritarian regime lauded by people like representative ocasio cortez i mean if she's gonna if she's gonna do it uh, to uh china right if she's all about china all day all night all the time china i'm sorry cuba Did I say China? Yeah, I got it confused right there. You've heard her on Cuba, right? You see, everything going on in Cuba, that's just the fault of the United States, don't you know? Just that wicked, wicked and wascally and altogether terrible United States of America and what's extraordinarily important for us to communicate as well is, you, is, you, is the actions and U.S. contributions to the suffering of Cubans on the island as well. And that is directly related to the embargo, the U.S. embargo, uh, economic embargo, that is, uh, that is frankly, uh, has been in place for over 60 years. Last month, uh, once again, the uh, the UN voted overwhelmingly uh, to call on the United. If you're talking about the UN and saying the UN calls to the United States to drop an embargo, you know what kind of bad person you are. Acacio Cortez is a communist now that we're done with that we don't have to question that anymore we're all in agreement we all get it we've all heard her this is who she is the embargo the u.s embargo is absurdly cruel and like other u.s policies particularly other u.s policies targeting latin americans and latinos the cruelty is the point it's because the u.s is bigoted and racist You understand that Representative Ocasio-Cortez doesn't care about Latinos at all. She doesn't care about anybody with brown skin at all. If she did, she'd be at the border today. She's not at the border today because Joe Biden's president. She's an ideologue. She is of this communist socialist uh, uh, evil. She doesn't have a mind to bring about a policy that isn't completely uh, self-absorbed. She isn't interested in the betterment of anyone. She's interested in supporting the Cuban regime. Don't let your daughters grow up to be Acacia Cortez. She's not a role model. Come now. But all of this posturing, for example, from China about the the world stage and the Olympics is about being seen as acceptable. Regardless of the useful idiots like Representative Ocasio Cortez I mean, she's the reason that I think it was Lenin used the term. So you have the Olympics being co-opted, utilized as a way of trying to create credibility for people who are not credible. The problem is that China is one of the only nations that can continue to keep up with the costs. Understand that Tokyo is screwed. They got screwed by COVID and they got screwed by a lack of people interested in, in, in the Olympics. It's a twofer. The head of Toyota has pulled the advertising dollars out of the Olympic Games and won't attend the opening ceremonies. Sorry, that's disaster. Absolute, unmitigated disaster for the Olympic Games. It's Toyota in Japan. Five days or whatever it is before the Games are supposed to begin. Ooh. So you have this inability to make money from the games. The games cost too much uh, to put on. The, the uh, security issues are, are nearly impossible to keep all together. Now you've got only one or two nations left in the, on the globe that can actually handle this, the United States and China. The IOC, the International Olympic Committee, cares about nothing except getting paid. They certainly don't care about athletes. They don't care about any of it. Did uh, NBC make their payment this month for the games? Great. Otherwise, hmm, we'll, have to, we'll have to work on this. That's who they are. So where does this, where does this lead? Where does this go? Well, the first, the amateur athlete has to start accepting the fact that this is over the Olympics don't work anymore. On an economic basis and on a political basis, they don't work anymore. There's nothing here. Now, part of this can be attributed to the athlete themselves who have decided instead of winning, they would be woke. You have a transgender weightlifter. It's a man, says they're a woman, weightlifting nobody wants to see that you can call me names from now until the end of time i'm right you know it they know it not you you know it they know it they get it nobody wants it oh you're not accepting i don't really give a damn what you call me a man competing in women's weightlifting is not women's weightlifting end of the story A man competing in any any woman's sport is not that woman's sport. It's something else entirely. I'm not interested. Next thing you're going to tell me is that men are stronger than women, and I'm going to go, what? Is that really true? I didn't know anything about that. Men are stronger than women. Ari, did you know that men are stronger than women? I didn't until this moment. Until this very, very moment you didn't have a clue, you were like, holy cow, I couldn't believe it myself. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to watch it. And no one's interested in the wokeness. They just want to see incredible athletes do incredible things and say things like, yeah, I can't do that. Some kid out there is like, you know what, maybe I could do that. Right, that's that's the cool side of both those things. You know, both those things are, are the cool sides of, of that one moment. And if people aren't going to watch, NBC can't make any money. So therefore, how can the IOC charge those outrageous numbers for the viewership, uh, you know, the ability to broadcast? So you have less and less nations that can get involved. Then you have less and less athletes who want to be involved because the days of the celebrity athlete, the pro athlete getting involved are gone. Roger Federer pulled out of the Olympics for, for tennis. You'll see less and less people from the NBA do it. It's just not worth their time anymore. Right when you had the dream team, you had a couple years of America failing at, at basketball in the Olympics. and They are like, you know what? We got to change this. And you put together the dream team. What do you mean Isaiah Thomas isn't on it? And then they went out there and they just crushed people with their face. Just smash right in the face. And you're like, yeah, that, that, see, see if you want to play in that, you know, you know that, that amateur stuff, well, anything's possible. You want to play with the people who are actually the best, here you go. Well, those days are over. The games are too expensive and now they're too dangerous and they can't keep anybody safe. You already have people in the Olympic Village with COVID and you've already told them they can't fraternize in the Olympic Village. You know what they do in the Olympic Village? Just so we're clear, you know what they do in the Olympic Village? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's what they do in the Olympic Village. Ew, David. Not to them. They love it. They love it. They want more of it. They're doing two or three at a time. Like rabbits. OMG. Are you kidding me right now? I am not. Like rabbits, producer Ari said. And now you're telling them to all stay away from each other? Yeah. They've got another reason not to go. The only people left who can actually make the games work are China. Because China can build the facilities. China can build pay for whatever the broadcast is, and China can force the people to show up. The head of Toyota wouldn't have a choice in China. And therefore, it's no longer the games. It's just a big photo op and, and you know, Pravda play. I think no one's really taking a look at what this means down the road. How much has gone from, you know, those of us who are Gen Xers to, from what we saw before. These are over, and I have looked at this 12 ways from Sunday because I would like to see the Olympics succeed and progress. There is no path. We are watching not the beginning of the end. We're watching the end of the Olympics. I'm Tony Katz. So I was talking a little bit earlier about my classroom. Teachers were like, you're not gonna tell me how to teach in my classroom. It's not actually your classroom, as I explained. It belongs to the parents. I am not anti-teacher. I am opposed to the idea that teachers think that they're in charge of what my students learn. That's not how it goes. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Parents can decide the curriculum, and teachers teach that curriculum. What I believe is that teachers need to be empowered to be able to run their classrooms. They shouldn't have to deal with unruly students and things like that. But when you see parents opposed to critical race theory, and teachers are like, oh, you're just bigots. You're not going to tell me how to teach in my classroom. It's not your classroom. It's the parents' classroom. If, If for only any other reason then they pay for it. Parents, I don't think, are paying for a middle school teacher to organize a kid's drag show. This from Real News, Michigan. Now, I don't know if Real News, Michigan is even real. Like, I sometimes wonder whether or not this is a, is is a real site. But there's a there's a what is it? A flyer in there of uh, Go, from Goshen, which is there, in northern northern Indiana. And uh, in in this flyer, this this is what it says. Uh, you tell me. It shares that for Pride Week, uh, while it's happening in July, they've got a party with a youth drag show. And I said, all right, I am now paying attention. And if I go to their website... I will see the family-friendly pride celebration that they've uh, that they've got going on. I'm like, huh? Okay. They got they got themselves a a. It's it's the same kind of flyer. I gotta assume it's from the same place. But what do you mean you're having a a youth drag show? You want kids dressed up? Boys as girls and girls as boys? What is it that you're looking to do here? And why would this be a part of any any event? And why is it being organized by somebody who's known as a sixth grade English teacher? Uh, what is actually happening here? The argument here is not... At all, or in any way, one about adults, but rather about children. Now, there's a clarification on their Facebook page that there will be no drag show at the event. Does that mean the drag show was known about and people said, hey, that's insane? Because if you're having middle schoolers participate in a drag show, you shouldn't be allowed to teach. It's our classroom, not yours. I didn't tell you you couldn't feel a certain way or believe in a certain thing and act a certain way. I said you can't teach our kids if you do it. I didn't say you couldn't be gay and teach our kids. I absolutely believe you can be gay and teach our kids. Without question, I believe it. There are tremendously good gay teachers all across the country. We all know it. Let's not be ridiculous. Drag show? Drag show? Well oh, yeah, you gotta go. We there there's no room for you Um up in our stuff. There's just there's just no room for you. By the way, the event has had drag trivia. So we've know they've they've gone down certain roads. But this is just it. See, if you're Goshen Pride, you should be saying, what, are you all nuts? We don't do that. That's crazy. But if Goshen Pride isn't going to do that, well, then we're allowed to ask the question, what, what, where do you draw the line? No, children should not be participating in a drag show. And if you think otherwise, well, you're wrong. And middle school teachers should not be organizing drag shows and shouldn't be teaching kids. Have your festival. Be gay and be a teacher. There's a line. Don't cross it. I'm Tony Katz. can't even look at what's going on in the markets it's good lord is that nuts tony katz tony katz today it's great to be with you guys facebook tony katz radio parlor instagram twitter uh tony katz I mean, we'll see how the day ends how it plays out i mean uh the the, the futures were down near 500 and you're like, okay, this could be a precursor. Well, it, for a while it was certainly. We'll see where this thing ends. Meanwhile, Jeff Bezos is heading into space. Uh, his uh, uh, space program called Blue Origin. Uh, he's is, is so he is he departing today? Is that was that one takeoff is for him? I, I, I don't remember. It's, he's all about like. I wonder how I'm going to change. I can't wait to see what it's going to be like. People go into space, say they come back changed. Oh, so he's going tomorrow? Okay, I, I, I didn't know. Um, I, I don't know uh, how it's going to uh, change him. Uh, may, maybe um, maybe he'll he'll come back and the prices at Amazon will be lower. I I I, I am not sure. So it's a four-person crew, there's a Dutch teenager, there's an 82-year-old former test pilot, and then there's Bezos's brother, Mark. I did not know that Jeff Bezos had a brother. How do you deal with your brother being the richest guy in the world? That's got to be weird, right? Like, there are people who have famous uh, siblings, and you know, I, I guess that's just the way it is. I always wonder if that's, like, really, really weird for them. Like, when you look at Tom Hanks' brother, who also wanted to be an actor, and it never happened, and Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks, and the biggest role Tom Hanks' brother ever had is running in Forrest Gump. Right? That's the biggest role. You gotta wonder if that, like, like, what that does to you. What does it do to Mark Bezos? His brother is, you know, can buy and sell all the things. He calls you up and like, hey, want to go to space? Which was code when you were kids for getting high. Yet you got high and forgot how to do math, and he got high and figured out how to create a logistics juggernaut worth trillions. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe they just accept it, you know, and they just take some of the money like, that's cool. I'm not sure. Um I I I don't know how that plays out. I'd love to know. Cuz there got to be times um where like it 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 messes with people. I always uh wonder this. I always wondered this about Destiny's Child. Kelly Rowland She was there. She was right there next to Beyoncé. Do you think it ever messes with her that Beyonce's Beyonce and she's not? I got to assume that it does. That's that's my take. So I, I'm, I'm willing to be told otherwise. Let me take you over to Purdue University. As the story goes... You have got thousands of freshmen heading to Purdue, Purdue taking on its largest freshman class ever. And so here's the story: thousands of Purdue freshmen in housing limbo with five weeks before semester starts. Now, I don't know how many people know where they're going to live five weeks before in a normal situation. I don't remember. I don't remember going to Arizona State, how long it was before I knew where I was staying. But I didn't stay in a dorm. I stayed off campus, even as a freshman. A mistake, not a mistake. What does it matter? Um, what, they're, what they're hearing here, what they're being told is that 2,300 students don't know where they're staying. There might not be a place for them. They've been reconfiguring uh, common areas to let people sleep in. I don't even know how you do that. Just, just like, yeah, it's, it's like a youth hostel. All right, thirty beds. Pick one. Have fun. That's that's awkward. There, are, the three are reconfigured housing options where they've converted common areas, and then there are uh, apartment complexes that have master lease agreements with Purdue. If you were going to Purdue and you didn't have your living situation set, and Purdue wasn't able to tell you, would you go? I mean, at, at what moment does it does it look poorly upon Purdue University that that's that's my question. Purdue officials said there were about a thousand master lease apartments available. The university has purchased about five hundred beds, desks, and chairs. And least uh, other accommodations. So they're saying that the twenty three hundred students should get their assignments on july twenty third, one month before the first day of classes. I would assume that's uh that's enough. I would I would assume that a month's time is, is is enough. I mean you're still gonna have to have mom take you to Target and buy all the things, the whole bed in a bag and everything else. I'm not, even I did that with my mother. Did you do that with your mom? Pretty sorry, I did. Right, you you did the target run and and how many of the things that you got did you end up using? I think we were pretty good shoppers. I don't think I had too much crap that was unnecessary. Right, I I I, I have used the blanket. I mean the comforter, and oddly, enough, I had that like uh, I took nothing with me from college basically except that comforter. I ended up using that comforter for twenty years, like. I got my money's worth. And then some, black and gray. It was two tones. That's right. That's right. I was sexy even then. Well, I don't remember anything else. I just wonder, is, is there a moment where Purdue, which has been doing a very good job of, you know, they're, they're, they freeze tuition rates and they're, they're keeping the dollars down and, and Mitch Daniels tries to keep things pretty normal. Is there a moment where you're like, okay, this is as big of a class as we can take. We can't take any more people. There's no more people to take. There's only so much we can handle. Meanwhile, a federal judge has upheld the IU COVID mandate. So this comes from the U.S. District Court for the Northern District. It will not block IU's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Students had filed a lawsuit against the school. The group was saying that the uh, policy violated the students' constitutional rights and the state's vaccine passport law. So according to the ruling, IU can, quote, pursue a reasonable and due process of vaccination in the legitimate interest of public health for its students, faculty, and staff. Now, IU put out a, a statement. A ruling from the federal court has affirmed Indiana University's COVID-19 vaccination plan designed for the health and well-being of our students, faculty, and staff. We appreciate the quick and thorough ruling, which allows us to focus on a full and safe return. We look forward to welcoming everyone to our campuses for the fall semester. So you're required to be fully vaccinated. May I suggest going online? Go to school online. Don't go back. If you don't want to be vaccinated, don't go to IU. And and by the way, don't even go there virtually. Go somewhere else. Don't give them your money. The only thing you can do is not give them your money. By the way, I'm not anti-IU. I just think that they're wrong. I'm not. I I, I have no reason to be anti-IU like I'm not anti-Purdue. Not at all. I kind of dig Purdue. And I get that they're dealing with certain levels of responsibility and impossibility. But you can't force people to get a vaccine. But they're going to say, well, you don't have to go to to IU. You don't have to go to Purdue. And by the way, don't go to IU and don't go to Purdue. Go online. Do it that way. It's, It's easier. You save a whole bunch of cash. Well, Tony, you see, then the kids don't get the socialization they so desperately need. I argue that kids need socialization. I don't think you necessarily need it in Bloomington. Do you, do you really? Is it really that important to have your socialization in Bloomington, Indiana? I don't think that's true. I don't even think that's rational. Socialization, though, yes, I do look at this amongst high school students and middle school students, and 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 I will admit that there's a little bit of this. Is like the second time I've I've brought up a whole gen x point what is life like when you can't go to the mall no one goes to the mall so where do you hang with people meet with people where is that center well that center for a lot of people is of course is social media yeah i got a problem my kids aren't allowed on social media my kids have zero social media presence zero nothing And mainly because I do this for a living and someone's going to find my kid and then go after my kid. That's, that's why I didn't allow it. Now, in doing that, I pretty sure I've saved my kid's future because they'll never have anything on social media that'll trip them up. I mean, they're, they're, they're fine. They do have text messages, but they have nothing on social media. No Twitter, no Insta, no, no Snapchat, zero i actually think they're happier kids they have no fomo or anything like that they've they've got their group of friends and they're they're cool and their group of friends don't get me wrong i mean it's it's a you know they, they they game they hang out online they they do those things but man if you're not connected to people and i know i'm not the only parent thinking about this and focused on this how do your kids date how do they learn how to date if you can't get together to me, it's easier if just a group of friends get together, right? It's more natural in its in it in its movement, in its progression. It's it's I, I'm not I know I'm not the only one. So I do worry about socialization. But the idea that yeah, you, you have to go to college in order to learn how to socialize, no, 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 no. Makes it easier. But if the college is being ridiculous, you're gonna have to find another way. And if you don't wanna get vaccinated, you go online. And you don't have to go there. You can go. You can, you can go near anywhere. Trust me. A lot of opportunities out there. You got to you got to make that call. You also got to recognize the importance of voting. I mean, the vote is extremely important. And lawmakers across the country are pushing for election integrity to make sure your vote counts. And this week on Newsmax, Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith exposing flaws in the voting system and how to fix them. You watch Spicer and company tonight on Newsmax for the truth about your vote. And you see how Texas and Georgia, Texas and Georgia and Pennsylvania, Arizona, how they're all in the crosshairs. People are watching uh, Newsmax. You know, I appear on Newsmax. It's on all the major cable systems. And if your operator doesn't carry it, Call them and tell them you want Newsmax, or you can switch, and you can watch Newsmax on Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. And you can download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Newsmax is the trusted source for lots and lots of Americans out there. Spicer & Company, Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Cortez & Pellegrino, and a lot more. So watch Newsmax today. So another episode in the Never Ending Chronicles of how to act proper on an airplane. Tony Katz. <laughs> Tony Katz today. It's it's just impossible for people to do. They just don't know how to act proper on an airplane. So here here is uh, the story. This, this girl is posting the, the, the story here. Uh, I put it on the TikTok she did. Uh, that um, she's in her seat on a plane and uh there's this guy next to her and uh he he's uh texting i guess with his girlfriend and uh she was asking the girlfriend's asking the guy next to her how the flight's going and you know how is the seat comfortable and he responds that it's it's too small with this uh i need a ruling there producer ari can i say fat ass (laughs) yeah it's fine okay if the seat's too small with this fat ass next to me now i'm looking at the girl in question um uh, unless there's something else going on that we can't get a a full visual of she's 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 not a big girl at, at at all so she took a picture of this guy texting this and is now putting it out everywhere i have no idea what's true or what's or what's not if you text something if you write something you should be clear that uh it's gonna get out there one way or another people are gonna see it people people are going to find that here's what's the here's the part though talking about how to act proper on a plane you can complain about people sometimes i sit next to somebody who's just annoying on a plane or whatever and i'm i may have very well texted that before i gotta think if i've if I've done that this woman posts this this to, to tiktok and what does she say i was the victim of a hate crime no you were not if someone calls you fat ass god can you can you imagine this is where we've come if someone calls you fat ass on a text to their girlfriend, you are not the victim of a hate crime. That's not how any of this works. What's wrong with you? And I'm looking at this girl. Then she she's a she's a slim girl. Maybe he's just saying that to make his girlfriend feel good. I don't know. Maybe he just likes complaining. But when someone's a putz, is it necessary for you to have a reaction about it? Is it necessary for you to have some kind of, of, of feeling about it that you got to let the world know about? Dear Lord, let some things go, people. Just leave it be. Elsa was right. You don't You don't have to be offended by everything. But if you're told and if you're taught that you only exist, right? The only way you can prove you're, you're, you're a good and decent person is to be on the lookout for all of these microaggressions. Do you know how many times I've been called fat ass by the people who work with me? I got to assume a million but I don't know it for sure. What am I going to do? Check every tweet? Check every text? Check every email? Be part of every private conversation? Please. People have lives. Can you imagine what I say about producer Ari when he's not listening? He said it to my face. To his face? People got to just chill. Stop being silly. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.